This podcast is sponsored by A. Miller George Funeral Home, where each life is celebrated, and their sister company, Cremation London and Middlesex, both family-owned and operated. By Hyde Park Care Pharmacy. Experience the difference an independent pharmacy can make for you and your loved ones. Hyde Park Care Pharmacy offers personalized care, short wait time, very competitive pricing, easy transfer of your prescription, and much more. And by Molly Maid. During these times of COVID-19, it has never been more important to keep your family safe. With the healthy home cleaning system, Molly Made London is here to help. Make your home a healthy haven. Call Molly Made London today. Today, we are excited to welcome Sister Betty Morrissey. Sister Betty is a Sister of Mercy in St. John's, Newfoundland, and Labrador. She's had quite a life in her vocation, having served in Peru, taught all over the province of Newfoundland and Labrador, and she's been in pastoral care at St. Clair's Hospital now for 25 years. Most recently, she has been appointed the chaplain for the Newfoundland Rogues basketball team. We talk about that and so much more on The Vicar's Crossing. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever and wherever you may be. Welcome to the Vickers Crossing podcast. The Vickers Crossing is a virtual space where faith intersects with the public square. My name is Rob Henderson, and I serve as the priest and rector of Holy Trinity St. Stephen's Anglican Church in London. He does that well, serve as the priest there. He's very good at it. I aspire to be like him, and as I serve as the priest at St. Aidan's Church in Northwest London. My name is Ian. I am the person who sends this out into your ears, a producer and content creator, and I hope you're having a wonderful day wherever you may be. Well, be honest, Ian. When you grow up, you want to be just like us. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No. Without a doubt. No, no. Kevin, when this is over, he'll be running as fast as he can. <laughs> yeah, this is the last it'll episode I'm on. memory. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I have to go. Oh, yeah, sorry, I, I got to go. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> well, uh, we're glad you're with us today, everybody. Thanks for being here. It's our seventh season, and here in the Vickers Crossing today, we have a wonderful episode. We're excited to uh, welcome Sister Betty Morrissey today. Sister Betty's going to be in the house, and uh, she is a Sister of Mercy in uh, St. John's Newfoundland and Labrador, and she's had quite a life and quite a vocation, and we're going to talk about that, having served in, in Peru for a time and taught all over the, the province. She's done pastoral care work at St. Clair's Hospital now for a little over a quarter of a century, and, and most recently, and I can't wait to hear about this, she is the, the newest chaplain yep. of the Newfoundland Rogues basketball team. Yeah. Not expected. Not expected. No. It's not what you expect. No, no, no. So we'll we'll ask her about that and how she ended up yeah. um, in the middle of uh, you know fifteen seven foot men from <laughs> God knows where <laughs> all over America. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. that'll be good. So we'll look forward to talking to Sister Betty in a minute. I think you're going to love her. She's uh, she's a good slice of Newfoundland. I think we're going to we're in for a nice little slice of Newfoundland today. Okay. Um, uh, I get my Newfoundland dictionary out. Yeah, I can taste your, the salt water. You can taste <laughs> yeah. the salt water. Well, you're going to, yeah, get your dictionary out. You might need to learn a few new words for this one, fellas. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. In the meantime, we want to acknowledge that the lands upon which we record this podcast are the traditional lands of the Anunnaki, Haudenosaunee, Lenapewak, and Attawandaran peoples uh, on the London, uh, connected with the London Township and Somber Treaties. Uh, and the Dish with One Spoon Covenant Wampum. These lands continue to be home to diverse indigenous
indigenous peoples whom we recognize as contemporary stewards of our land and people with whom we wish to work towards reconciliation and wholeness for all of our humanity. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, I want to say thanks and hello to our sponsors here on the Vickers Crossing. First to Dave uh, and our good friends at A. Miller George Funeral Home, where each life is celebrated, and their sister company, Cremation London Middlesex, both family-owned and operated. And that, of course, would be Dave Mullen, and a thanks to him, and a hello to everyone today at A. Miller George. Hello, David, and hello, folks at A. Miller George. I want to give a shout-out to Carol Basada, Hyde Park Care Pharmacy, locally owned, locally operated, locally loved. Get yourself over and see Carol and buy local. And last but certainly not least, to Molly Maid. Make your home a healthy haven. Call Molly Maid London today. Many thank you to Trisha Lister over there for helping us out with our sixth season of The Vickers Crossing. All right. And our season plugs along. Sister Betty here in just a minute and more guests to chat with over the course of the next few weeks. And it's time for our favorite segment here on The Vickers Crossing. We like to call it, hey, Kevin, who did you book this week? Oh, well, am I ever glad you asked? Who did I book this week? I booked Brian McLaren again this week. Get so, out. yeah, so we're going to have Brian's got a new book coming out, uh, which uh, we received copies of this week, Rob. Uh, you're going to be excited. There's another new book. Uh, here it is. I'll just grab it quickly. It's called Do I Stay Christian? A Guide for the Doubters, the Disappointed, and the Disillusioned. Um, and it says right on here, look, oops, oh, look, ad, advanced, advanced yeah. reader copy. Ooh. Okay. And, Am I an advanced reader? You are. You're <laughs> no, an advanced no reader. pictures in it, right? They, so should have sent, they should have sent me a slow reader copy. But anyway, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, this book's coming out very soon. And this is going to be a book, lock, book launch special that we're going to have on the day of the book launch in March or in April, pardon me. On April the 19th, the book is being launched. Um, and so Brian is coming on uh, to talk about this book and it'll come out on a day a book so look Perfect. forward to that perfect all right that'll be fun and we're looking forward to chatting with sister betty and i think she's here so we're going to bring her in and have a little talk today on the vickers crossing podcast come on in sister betty we got to get along and sister betty is here part of the vickers crossing podcast and we are so happy to have her with us sister betty thank you so much for being with us today and being part of our little get together how are, how, how are you making out there in st john's Oh, very well today. It wasn't as good here yesterday. We had a snowstorm. Oh, did you? Ooh. Yeah. Did you but get a lot of it? Nearly all gone today. Okay. Yeah, you all getting right. rain today, are you? We are getting rain today. Only in Newfoundland. I understand talking to my brother out there that on Sunday it was like eight degrees and everybody was out walking. It was beautiful. And then by Tuesday there was a blizzard. Yeah. Gale force winds. And today it's four degrees and it's going up. For the weekend. R rain and cats and dogs. Only a Newfoundland yeah, can do yeah. that. Really. That's right. So, this to live. Well, we're going to get walloped with the snow tonight, aren't we, Rob? Aren't we supposed to yeah, get some we're tonight? Gonna be getting. we're supposed to be getting a heavy dose of it tonight after yeah. rain all day. I so. have it. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, we're, we're really glad that you could make time for us and, uh, and, and give us that extra half an hour because uh, while we record this here now, folks, when you're listening to it, we're doing this uh, in an afternoon at three o'clock. We know that that's 4.30 Newfoundland time. You get that extra half an hour uh, out there because us Newfoundlanders, I like to still say us Newfoundlanders because I come from there. We like to get things done a half an hour before the rest of you. Um, so, uh, so that's a good thing. We're glad you're with us. Let's start with having you share a little bit with our listeners 
Sister Betty, about the Sisters of Mercy. Um, the Sisters uh, are an international community of Roman Catholic women who dedicate their lives to the gospel of Jesus and take vows of uh, poverty, chastity, and obedience. But um, particular to the Sisters of Mercy, though, is also a vow of service. And it's inspired by the life of Jesus and your founder, of course, Catherine McCauley, um, envisioning a, a just world for all people. I wonder if you could share a little bit about um, the Sisters of Mercy and, and what it means for you to be a part of that order. Well, uh, as you probably don't know, uh, Catherine McCauley began, uh, our foundation began in Ireland. Mm which is uh, very meaningful to us because Newfoundlanders and Irish are very much alike. Yes, indeed. Yes. So uh, she was left a large sum of money and uh, she built a house for the poor. Mm. Poor women actually began with women. Yeah. And I don't think there were ever any men in, in, in stayed there, probably now, you know, in, in the later year, in the latter years. Right. But however, she looked after the poor women and poor families. Okay. Wow. And that's what really we're about. Yeah. And all my 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 62 years of religious life. 62 been, years. You must have entered the order when you were like five. I was only six years old. <laughs> uh, my 62 years of religious life have been fantastic. I bet. I have been, I have uh, worked, I worked in, and we're an international community because we have sisters living in Peru. Yes. Yeah. In 1961, we went there. And yeah. I also served in Peru for five years. Yeah. And uh, I, when I came home, I came home, I guess, for a break to be educated more yeah. and fell into the school system. Yeah. Never went back. However, yeah. my heart is still there. I yeah. hope to go back one of those years before I reach 100. <laughs> serve uh, serve uh, more. But um, I often say I went down there and I really grew up down there. Yes. Yeah. How, how old were you when you went down there, sister? I was 22 when I went wow. down there. Wow. So you go through some some growth down there. I did go through a lot of growth. Um, I, I Sometimes I use the expression in speaking with people that I went as a child and came home as a woman. Yeah. Mm. yeah. You know, yeah. so much educating down yeah. there. And I mean, you weren't, you weren't, down there, you you were in the mission. Right, right, yeah. Right. You were in the mission. You weren't hiding behind four walls. No. You I remember the, the first year we went there, we used to go out to, um, we formed uh, um, Comunidades de Base, basic communities. We oh. go to a house for eight weeks. Then at the end of eight weeks, uh, the priest would have the liturgy in another one of those houses on the street. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And people yeah. just ate out of our hands. Right. Very much a model sort of like the early church, eh? Like, I mean, it's... Exactly. Yeah. 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 I think about, um, you know, uh, reading up a little bit on Catherine McCauley, uh, the founders of your order. Um, one of the quotes attributed to her to, that I've held dear for some time, actually, is this saying that uh, let us take one day 
only in our hands at a time and resolve to do good today and better tomorrow. And, and, um, this, uh, this is, it seems like a very, it seems like very sound advice to me, sister Mm -hmm. Betty, we, we all have a propensity to think too far ahead, to worry too much about, uh, Mm -hmm. things too far down the road, uh, but to, and things that are out of our control, quite frankly, but the, the, the notion of taking in our hands only uh, what we can manage today Mm -hmm. and then look to be better tomorrow, um, is is really, and I think in light of what we see going on around us today and the divisiveness in our communities and so on, I just think that this is advice that it's, it's a salve for the world. Can you say more about the way of Venerable Catherine McCauley and the work of being attentive uh, to the uh, good work we can do in the world in this particular time and in this particular moment, I mean, as you say, you've been you've been in religious life now for sixty two years, so you've seen lots, and you've been to Peru and you've been all over Newfoundland. You, you know, you've you've seen lots in your day, and uh, people are given to despair when they see, for instance, the things that are going on in Ottawa right now, or down at the Windsor border last week, and so on. Um, someone like you, you know, you've always worked about being better tomorrow and always trying to bring about that sense of hope. But what sort of counsel do you have for those of us who who uh, despair about the state of the world today? But you know what I've and I've, I've come to this. I guess I was reflecting on this as um, and get preparing myself. What would I say? But mm-hmm. in reflecting on it, as I as we get older, we're not as concerned as the structure of things. Mm-hmm. I'm not as concerned as the structure of things, I should say. Mm-hmm. You know, you do what you have to do, Kevin. Yeah. You mm-hmm. do what you have to do. Like yeah. if you have to, if somebody comes to my door and they say, oh, sister, I, I'm going to be evicted, what do you do? Mm-hmm. You do what you have to do. You help them in the moment. However, you don't enable them. You say to them, you help them today. Now, let me know how you're doing. You encourage them to do better, you know. And yeah. for myself, I think for us as Sisters of Mercy, our prayer life, yes. like every morning we pray together, yeah. every evening we pray together. Now, I'm not holier than thou by any means. <laughs> well, you, in, in terms of us three, the, this three, this three, yeah. thou, you, you might be, you might be holier than thou no, in this case. I know, I, I'm not. <laughs> I wouldn't, you know. Yeah. But it's the wisdom that you gain as you grow older. Yeah. And even as young, I remember when I went to Peru and I was young then. Yeah. I remember then, you know, like helping people. Like not doing, not doing for them. And Catherine didn't do for uh, our founders. She didn't do for people. She enabled them to do better for themselves. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. I, uh, Peru must have been a wonderful experience um, for you, as you've just said. And, and I know it, there are many, many, many people that uh, you helped and were able to to support through your ministry there. But I'm wondering, Sister Betty, can you can you reflect a bit for us on how that experience shaped you and your faith journey? I mean, um, that, that certainly it becomes strong, stronger oftentimes in our faith when we're able to, to be on the ground doing that type of ministry. But it's also a challenge as well, um, and it can have us question things. So, th- how did that shape your faith and your your faith journey and your time there? Well, I guess it it helped shape me. Like the people in Peru were very outgoing about their religion. 
Mm. As you know, there everybody is a Christian, so nobody hid. Like uh, uh, Christmas time at Easter time, let you the best time to go to Peru and these places is during Holy Week. Mm -hmm. They enacted the whole, reenacted the whole scenario. Right. They walked through the streets. Right. Right. And guess what? We walked with them. Yeah, man. And we participate in in what they wanted us to do. And I think that's what we're missing today. Right, right. Sometimes it's hard for us, I think, sometimes in the West and those of us that that have so much in so many different ways to really understand how people can hold such a faith, even in the midst of their challenge and the suffering. Right. Yeah. Um, But see, they don't see that as a Exactly. We see it more because we're so we're so oriented to to things. Right. Right. You know, like if you when you go into a when I went into a person's house in uh, in Peru and you sat down and here around you are all the chickens and <laughs> the ducks and whatever they the donkey, the donkey came into. You didn't notice it. No, mm-hmm. that's the truth. You did. I didn't notice it. I remember right. one time one of our sisters came down and she was new. She was coming to a mission and her biggest uh, her biggest. Um, Awareness was I took her into a house and in comes a donkey. <laughs> we were so used to the donkeys and the chickens. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. you go where people are. Yeah. And you know what? That's what brought me to the rogues. Yes. Oh, yeah. really? Okay. okay. Yeah. Well, and I think that that's, that's, I think that's the thing that Rob and I too, like we talk about this a lot as, as, mm. cler- as clergy, as priests in the Anglican church that, mm. um, you know, we have to be able to see where God is at work in the community around us right now and join God in that work. Like, I mean, we sometimes mm-hmm. get trapped into thinking that we we contain what God is doing in our parish communities or something like this. Exactly. You know, where in fact God is always at work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think one of the one of the things that attracted me about the Sisters of Mercy and growing up in Newfoundland and knowing about mm. uh, uh, the Sisters of Mercy in St. John's is that idea of service, which, you know, is a defining difference, right? Because you make that vow besides, you know, chastity and poverty and obedience, there's that vow to serve, right? Yes. Which is really quite different. And I worked in, in, in here in Newfoundland, I worked in some of our real missions, like Flat Bay, I don't know. It's yeah. A, it's, a, it's a poor place. I was in Flat Bay. I was on the Buren Peninsula. And that's where I was my lifetime. And that's where I, that's where I enjoyed, that's why I enjoyed life so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, when you were on the Buren Peninsula, were you in some of the, the older communities that are resettled now or what? Like, is, is that where you were? Or? No, no. I was in St. Lawrence. Oh, were you? Know. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I was in St. Lawrence. I was in Marystown. I was in Buren. And okay. these are all small places. Sure they are, yeah. And when I was there, I was out with the people. Yeah. 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 And the people are, we were in small communities and we could invite the people in. Yeah. Right. right. You know? I think you, I think uh, you took up uh, a fandom of some soccer down there, didn't you? Some. Uh, I did. I did. I, um, I, um, I was a real soccer fan. You'd be yeah. ashamed of me. I'm ashamed of myself at times. Oh, no. But anyway, <laughs> and I was left there for three years. Yeah. And at the end of the three years, I was missioned back there again. Yeah. So uh, the day I went back, guess what? Soccer game was on. 
Oh, no way. So I'm yeah. walking down. I said, I'm going to the soccer game. Let people see I'm back. <laughs> All right. Good for you. See, that's I'm out walking, in the community. Yeah. Yes. I'm walking down over the hill and uh, I heard this old man saying, look who's coming, boys. Stand over. Stand away. Yeah. Stand away. <laughs> I always stood behind the goal, the goalkeeper, uh, yeah. Al Slaney. I always oh, stood yes. behind our goalie. Yeah. Okay. Didn't you hope you didn't say any bad words? Well, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got to go to the opposing goalie and stand behind their net and say bad words. Oh no, I, I um, and but I'm as you know now I'm a cha- I'm a chaplain. I'm going back to work next week, right. and um, mm-hmm. we've been off because of the COVID. And mm-hmm. I remember I had this um, chaplain work with me, and he was from St. John's, and he said he bought his team out one time. And I said, oh, yes, she was tormenting me about St. Lawrence. And I said, uh, and we beat you. Oh, yes, you beat us because the goals used to come in the and block out our our people when they went to score. <laughs> the, the goals did. Is that what he said? That's what he said. He <laughs> said we break to the goal, goals. <laughs> but I said that wasn't true. That St. Lawrence uh, played fair and square. Yeah. Of course, wherever I went. Yeah. It was always my community. Uh, I took right. ownership. Right. That's right. Hey, oh, yeah. Well, good for you. I'm glad yeah. you mentioned. Um, I'm glad you mentioned chaplaincy and pastoral care and, and offering that. I know that's a big part of your your ministry as well over the years, and you're part of the pastoral care team at St. Clair's Mercy Hospital. And uh, you know, Kevin and I, as as priests in our area, do uh, where we can pastoral care and, um, mm. and to our parishioners and in the hospital and uh, whenever yes. we can. And, and we do find it. You know, we've said this before to each other. It's the most rewarding part of the work. Oftentimes, uh, mm-hmm. the work of a of a parish priest can get caught up in administration and and you know all that lovely stuff we love to do every day. But being with people and offering pastoral care is mm-hmm. really where our heart is. And I was wondering, Sister Betty, if you could maybe share with us some maybe some challenging moments that you remember from pastoral care in the hospital, and maybe some a life giving moment, maybe something that stood out for you because it is such an amazing uh, part of ministry, isn't it? Well, it is, and um, I, I think the, the the I remember one night. Um, well, I, when I was being trained, I went to uh, Saint Mike's, and I did, mm-hmm. went to the residency program there. Mm-hmm. And I remember we were only allowed to go. But I guess I don't know what my reputation is, but I never. I always go where I'm not supposed to go. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're among you're among friends here. Anyway, I remember <laughs> this um, uh, This woman was giving birth and uh, they were looking for a Salvation Army and yeah. they couldn't find anybody. And, of course, I said, well, I'm on call. I'm going. I got my tambourine. I'll be there in five minutes. Yes. <laughs> and uh, so she said, um, so next morning uh, I went there and the lady uh, uh, delivered the baby, but the baby was delivered dead. Oh, beautiful baby. Oh, well, now believe it or not, I'm a sook. Yeah, and I you never it. say it. By now, by now I'm going to interrupt you for a second to explain to these two fellows what a sook is. And what a sook is that you cry at the uh, you know, like if something touches you, you really cry out yeah. about yeah. it. Uh, yeah, we you so, guys might say sulky, but we call it sulky. Okay. We yeah, call it sulky. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I um, 
I said to the lady, uh, she said, um, I always said I was Sister Betty. I never hid behind mm-hmm. anything else. Right. I said, I'm Sister Betty and that's who I am. Yeah. And um, I said, uh, she said, would you hold my baby? And all I could think of was, wait till I tell my supervisor this and I'm not supposed <laughs> to be here. Right. Anyway, yeah. I said, sure, I'll hold your baby. Wow. You know? And I couldn't stop crying while I was holding the baby because he was a new couple Mm -hmm. waiting for their baby and didn't know that the baby, I don't think they knew the baby was going to be born dead. Mm -hmm. So in walks the Salvation Army chaplain. Mm -hmm. So I said, oh, my, I'm in for it now. Anyway. I said to the salvation, I said to the lady, you you know, this beautiful holding your baby, but probably you should. Ho- oh, no, she said, sister, you stay now. She said, stay for the prayer and hold my baby. Well, now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that was a moment that really changed me about mm-hmm. being, being with the people. Yeah. Being present. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's what's in, for me in like yesterday I went to the hospital, to St. Clair's with one of our sisters. And I haven't been there since November. Is that when we got, we were locked down? We were locked down. And um, I don't know how many people I met. Oh, sister, when are you coming back? When are you coming back? And it's not, it's not what you do. It's just the presence. Right. Right. Yeah. Oftentimes we get stuck in thinking that we got to say the right thing or, you know, fix it all in 30 seconds like they do on the situation comedy at night. But it has nothing to do with that. It's like to say very very much being present in that moment where whether it's pain or joy and experiencing that with them. Yes. Yeah. Well, I can't help but think as I listen to you, you know, when Jesus uh, when Jesus shows up and Mary and Martha are so upset about Lazarus, you know, and they say, if you were here, this wouldn't have yeah. happened. And Jesus's mm. response to yeah. that death and pain is uh, is tears. Uh, yes. You know, just just as your response was tears. You mm. know, so Jesus mm. Jesus wept, and mm. um, I just I can't imagine um, how many people in my home province have been comforted by your presence over. 25, 25 plus years now, eh? Yes, 25 plus years now. Yeah. Well, I am, um, but uh, you just do what you, I just do what I have to do. Yeah, well, that's amazing. And you've done, you've done that, as you say, with, with these basketball players too. So we want to, we, we want to ask you about that. The Newfoundland Rogues, uh, I think it's called the American Basketball Association. Yes, American uh, uh, Basketball Association. Yeah. Yes. And uh, so professional league. Now, now, a little over a week ago, we got sad news that it's too much to, to revamp the, back up with the COVID protocols just coming off now and so mm. on. So they're not going to complete this first season they had. But they were on a roll. Like they won six or seven games in a row, which can only be attributed to your prayers. Uh, well, because uh, because you're the team chaplain. <laughs> and, uh, but they've suspended operations for remaining this season. Now they're coming back next season, yes? Yes, they're coming back. And they want me back with them. Oh, well, I have no doubt. I have no doubt. Um, they were undefeated. Am I correct about that? You're correct about that. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, I mean, we'll get to the disappointment about the closure of the season in a moment, but we wanted to begin by asking you about how a sister of mercy 
with your many years of experience in education all over the little outports of Newfoundland and, and then being in Peru and then all those years of pastoral care ends up being chaplain to a professional basketball team of likely mostly Americans. Um, and, uh, you know, so tell me how, how in the name of Joe Bat's arm, uh, <laughs> did, did, did you end up being the chaplain to the Rogues? Well, I'll tell you now, it's a dream come true. Yeah. I love basketball myself. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I whatever, whatever's at the stadium, I like to go the hockey, curling. Like yeah. last night, I stayed up and watched Brad lose. Yeah, yeah I did too. Tough I was yeah. just as upset yes. as you were. I cried yes. about that too. Yes. Yeah. Well, I didn't cry. I'm mad with him. But oh, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I, he, was uh, a, he was a real pip yesterday. He, see, he got right crooked and, and everything. Yes, that's like, what they said. Yeah, yeah crook, he was contrary as a rainbow. Crooked as a rainbow, sure. He wasn't yes. fit. He wasn't fit. Yeah. No, well, I guess he's used to winning, see? Yeah. But Spoiled. anyway, the owner of the Rogues is a good friend of mine. Mm. And he came to visit me on my 80th birthday. No. Oh. And he's sitting across from me. He's not supposed to be in my apartment, number one, because we're in lockdown. Oh. <laughs> I thought it was going to be I thought it was going to be the male female thing because <laughs> no, I can re- because I can remember because years ago I was dating a girl who was doing nursing at St. Clair's. Yes. When I was at Memorial and she lived down there at yeah. the at the comment and I you, I can remember sneaking in there and I was not supposed to be there. <laughs> No. Oh, no. That's, that's, that went out with the long habits. Okay, good. Thanks be to God. Then. All right. Sorry, I interrupted you. It's just I had a vision of, oh, no. So you no. had so you had Tony with you. What was he saying? It's Tony, Tony. And Tony said to me, he said, they're looking for a chaplain. First of all, I didn't know all this was in the making. Okay. Uh, he took me into, he said to me one day, he said, would you like to come in and visit the rogues? Well, I said, oh my God, yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, it was an honor, you know, to go visit yeah. them, an honor. Yeah. And all I could think of, I said, I'll get a game out of this shit. Yeah, and, that's right. Uh, <laughs> just, well, tell the truth. That's right, yeah. And uh, well. I said, uh, he's, uh, so he's sitting there and he's, uh, so the next week was my birthday and he came, I went in and I visited the rogues and I met Jerry, the coach, Jerry Williams. And he said to me, uh, when he came to visit me for my birthday, he said, Jerry is looking for a chaplain. And I said, a chaplain? What for? (laughs) And he said, oh, for the team. So I never caught on now. I mean, usually I'm pretty astute. Yeah, I know. (laughs) And I said, uh, he said, for the rogues. And I said, are you? He said, would you be interested? And you know what? I never even thought about getting permission or anything like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. Right away, I said yes. Yeah, good for you. What are they going to do? What are they going to do? Fire you? But yeah, I never looked back. No? I never looked back. Yeah, and well, I'll wonderful. tell you, the first night I went down, and um, everybody knew, I guess, that I was coming to be chaplain, you know? So yeah, I yeah. got this special pin and everything, and I went down and... Um, just before they were coming out, Tony says to me, come on in now. He said, you got to go in the dressing room. I said, Tony, I can't go in the dressing room. <laughs> and he said, oh, yes. He said, and then I said, well, sure. He's with me. So down we went and I said a prayer. Yeah. So at the end of the game, the coach goes like this to me. Come out. And I thought they were going to introduce me or something. But they all got in a huddle and they wanted another prayer. 
Yeah. Oh my God. This is at no. courtside. This, this yeah. is on the court. This yeah. is on the court. Yeah. Wow. And um, that's how it began. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah, and Jerry Williams is is the coach, right? Head coach, you mentioned yes, Jerry. Yes, he, he's the head he, coach. Yeah. I wanted to share with our listeners something he said in the local press about, about mm-hmm. Sister Betty. He said, when she walks in the dressing room, all the guys perk up. It's a yeah. different atmosphere from when I'm in there getting on them about rebounding or boxing out. She comes in and everybody's spirits pick up, pick up gets yeah. picked up. She's appreciated. She's a big fan of ours and the players. All of us love her to death. I thought that was a wonderful, uh, mm-hmm. a wonderful uh, show of support for you and, and to say, you know, yes. how much you, well, you mean uh, to them. And yeah, it sounds like uh, you've yeah, got my incredible big, my, big, uh, my big thing, uh, knowing that I was in, you know, as they say, sometimes in like Flint, the yeah. night that I was getting off the bus because I always got to drive home because of where I live. And, uh, you know, I didn't know where to park. But anyway, um, I was getting off the bus and there was two other, three other people on the bus. And this young fellow says, good night, chap. That's great. Hey, well, t- tell us how you feel about uh, about Coach Williams and the players. I know you probably made some wonderful relationships with them. Yes, yes. I, 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 I tell you, I was really sad. When 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 they announced that they couldn't come back here and it was the COVID, they couldn't get their uh, visas and things like that. That's what happened. Yeah. But I I was really sad because I was starting to fit in with them, you know, and they were starting to say different things to me. You know, I'd be waiting for the bus. What do you do now, sister? And they all called me sister. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, you know, very respectful, you know, and sometimes when they were on the court, of course, my mouth was going and I'd say <laughs> to them, now, calm down, calm down. Yeah. And when yeah. I'd win the dressing room, they'd yeah. laugh that I yeah. said that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. That's great. That's yeah. Yes. It was just like, I mean, I was accepted. I don't. Well, I guess they're from the States. I don't know. I mean, it makes no difference to me what religion they are, because that's yeah. not what it's about, yeah. right. really. Was I was just happy. I, I was happy, tell you the truth, that they wanted a prayer. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's a different it says thing a lot. It says a lot about the coach and them. Mm-hmm. And when I walked in, it was just like when I walked in the classroom, everything yeah. went quiet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. You, did you, have, you didn't have a ruler when you walked in there, did you? <laughs> no, I didn't. I just had my and I I did up a prayer book and I meant to have it this evening and I did up a prayer book with the yeah. robes on it. Nice. Yeah. And you and and you did you find or write some prayers for this and specifically? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. Nice. I wrote. Oh, I I got a prayer book uh, all kinds of prayers in it. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And at Christmas time. At Christmas time, I had those extra little cribs. You know how you send and get the nuns anyway, send and get yeah. little things? Yes. Anyway, I sent and I got, a, I got a crib. I had enough left over for every member of the team. Nice. And what did Jerry do? He sent me a picture oh. of his family holding the crib up. Oh, so that, that meant nice. a lot. That really that. touched me too. Yeah. It meant yeah. a lot that. You know, that meant a lot for them. And he sent it to Tony and he said to Tony, send this on the Sister Betty. 
Wonderful. Yes. Yeah. Trying to try to imagine you in the middle of a of a huddle of a basketball team is it's a fairly strange image. Um, certainly, a lot of these these men and these players are probably like six to seven feet tall. Um, it must be must be quite a sight. Um, again, in the local media, um, when asked about this, you replied, um, "You might not be able to see me, but I." Do not feel one bit lost. I don't know no. what it is, but when, I'm, when I am surrounded by them, it is almost like I felt when I was in Peru, that feeling of being somewhere completely different, mm. but of being in a place where you truly belong. Mm. Can you say more about these connections? Um, you've ministered as an educator in Newfoundland and Peru, and you've ministered mm. in pastoral care for many years, mm. um, and now you've ministered as a chaplain of a professional basketball team. Mm. These are all wildly different contexts um but and you, yet you feel belonging in them um can you talk more about that and like what does that attribute to it just uh, i guess it's my personality after all the years of what i've gone through and been exposed to mm. you know mm. that when i walked in the dressing room i was a bit um unedged the first time i walked in the dressing room because of all you know the rumors and that the dressing room however wow. Uh, Tony was with me and I said, Tony, we leave the door open. Yeah. yeah. The, 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 the mother in me, I suppose. Yeah. And uh, I, just, I just stood there. Yeah. And it was like, a, I'll tell you what now, it was like a holy moment. Right. It was like a holy moment yeah. that here I am. All I could think of was I was wishing my father were alive. I bet. To see me. You he'd, know? Have been some, he'd have been some proud. Oh, my dear, all my, I, I got a copy and sent to all my nieces and nephews, and they were, yeah. you know, I said to them, they said the, about the genes, I said to them, you all have the same genes as I have, right. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, tell them but, all to go join the order. But you know what? They don't need to because they're doing now in their own way what I what I entered the convent for. And there's the important part, isn't it? Like, and I mean, that's, that's the. If I ring them and I say, like my nephew, I go after more because he's not married and he got lots of money. I go after <laughs> more. Tony, I'm doing this for a cause. Send me a few dollars. Yeah. And he'll have the money in the mail. So for me, they're doing what I, what I yeah. set the seed, yes. you know? Yeah. 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 Well, I can only imagine that your family are all proud of you. Uh, you come from uh, North River, don't you, originally? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. North River, Conception Bay. I've had, a, I've had a lot of emails from people, you know, what are you into now? What in the name of yeah. God are you doing on the floor <laughs> with a, a bunch of uh, basketball? But yeah. I mean, it's just. You know, I was thinking when I said yes, I never thought when I when they interviewed me for that article, I thought yeah. it was going to be that size. Yeah. yeah. When I saw the paper, I nearly died. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I'd say it touched more, more people. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's amazing. how I feel is who you touch. And you, you know? probably you've probably had a lot of calls. Like, I mean, you, you don't expect to hear I from did. Them. Clergy, you don't expect to hear from a couple of clergy in London and no, you know, stuff no, like that. But, no, that's for sure. And I had a call from this guy in uh, a friend of mine in Florida. Oh, and yeah. I said, what are you doing on the phone? And they were 
all laughing at my being with the rogues. So I hung up on them. I said, don't go laughing at me. That's right. Good for well, don't you. hang up on us. We, we, we're here out of respect. I will Hold ask on. you. I will ask you this because it seems as as Ian just asked that great question. Uh, mm. I, I mean, we're talking to you sitting down, and it's not. But, but you're not six feet tall, are you? No, I'm five foot eight and a half. So nice. five foot eight and a half, and 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 what would you say the tallest guy on the team is? Seven seven five. Wow. I, stood, I stood by Jerry one night and he had his arm around me, he had his arm around my shoulder and I put my arm around his waist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you never felt lost with them. No. Mm -hmm. You no. never felt uh, like you're out of place or, and yeah. I never felt, I never felt like being a sister or religious, you were accepted. Right. Well, I'm the you, team. Yeah, I'm, I'm team. telling you this much that if you're going to be uh, back there, if they're coming back, and then, oh, when, then when Rob and I get out there and you're one of the team, you got to take us uh, oh, yeah, to, 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 to the game. Yes, I'll take you to a game. Oh, yeah. I just said, Tony, to I have two, two guests tonight. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. everybody will be wearing jerseys of their favorite player, and we'll be wearing we'll sister Betty, sister Betty. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's no, what we'll be wearing. No, right across, yeah. No, no, yeah. no. But it is an honor, and I mean, I never, you know, I just went, <laughs> went where I was called. That's yeah, all. You, you've done yeah. that your whole life yeah. by the sound of it. Yes, I've done. My, but you don't look at it that way. You just mm. go. And when I was in Peru. I remember, I'll tell you this little story now. Am I taking yep. up too much time? No, no. No, no. Fill your boots. Uh, I'll, <laughs> fill your boots. I'll, um, I was in Peru, and, and one of our young fellows were going to, well, we called them the Olympics down there, but mm -hmm. they were to a running. They were, he was in running. And before he went, we bought him a new pair of sneakers. He was going from our school, La Misericordia, the Mercy School. And he said... Uh, so I took him out and I was sitting in the benches and all of a sudden I saw Guillermo reach down and take off his sneakers, throw them away, mm. ran and came in first. And here Without his sneakers? Him, wow. We had bought him a new, in with no sneakers. See, he always wow. practiced with no sneakers. Right, right. But we right. wanted them to be just as good and yeah. we learned a lesson that day. That's right. Yeah, yeah. that's that's a wonderful you know? story. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. so I, I got to write that down. That's going in a sermon one day. That's a good one, isn't it, Rob? That's a great illustration. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. um, we have a segment on our podcast called Listener Questions. Listener Questions. So is um, it time for that, Ian? It's absolutely time for I would hope that it's time for that. All right. Um, and co convincingly, convincingly, I'll go with it. Okay. Um, the question comes from Daryl George, who may or may not be related to one Kevin George, who may not may or may not be in this Zoom call right now. Um, he <laughs> is a um, he's from the community of White Way in Newfoundland in Labrador, and he's the vice principal in the Eastern District School System. This is Daryl's question. All right, you ready, sister? I'm ready. This is from my other brother, Daryl. Oh, oh. Hello, Sister Morrissey. I'm Kevin's brother, Daryl, here in Whiteway, Newfoundland, Labrador. Yes. Your chaplaincy with the Newfoundland Rogues basketball team looks like a lot of fun. Most of the players on the Rogues are not from Newfoundland, Labrador. So I was wondering uh, if you've had an opportunity to share some of our unique Newfoundland culture with them. 
And if so, maybe you could share an example with us. Thank now, you. they have, um, thank you. They have one, um, they have one, um, two players um, from Newfoundland. Okay. Um, and the guy who I think who called me Czech was from Newfoundland. He's not a Newfoundlander, but okay. he's here studying. Okay. And I said to him, I said, now uh, I'll say his name is Jack. I said, did you, uh, are you showing the boys around town? Of course, they're boys to me, you know, yes, yeah, yeah. young fellows. Um, but they're not young fellows. They're 28 and 29. Yeah. Anyway, they are young fellows. But um, so I said, are you showing them around Newfoundland? And he said, yes. He had taken them to many trails. Okay, and good. Yes. Yeah. So you haven't taken them all down to George Street or anything like that? No, not yet. <laughs> not yet, yeah. <laughs> but it's it could when happen, right? When you come back next year. There. Yeah. I heard they were there. Okay, all right. Okay. Well, listen, well, if you if you take it in your mind that you want them to go out and see a beautiful Newfoundland outport, take them to Whiteway and call up Daryl, who you just heard the question from, yes, and say, okay. Daryl, I'm bringing a, a team of seven-foot basketball players to your house. He's right on the Trinity Bay there, looking yes. out at the Shag Rock in Whiteway. Lovely. I don't know if you've ever been out in that area or not, but no. uh, but, uh, but um, I know North boys, Bay. Go ahead. Sorry. The boys weren't, they weren't here long enough, really. No, no. You know, and they stayed in, they stayed in a hotel, and, you know, I guess it's not, it's not a, a cheap venture for... No. The owner, you know, no, and that no. was that was the disappointing part about it with COVID. Yes. You know? yeah, yeah, and I would yeah. like like I wanted to take them up to see our senior sisters. Yes. And take yeah, them yeah. to the I wanted to show them off. Take, take them to the hospital. Of yes. Of course. Yeah. And take yeah. them to the hospital, you know, and take them yeah. places that people would, uh, yeah. you know. Yeah. You'd be excited to see them. Yeah. Yes. Well, I'll tell yes. you where I tell you when they come back next year, I'll tell you where they will be well received. Is out uh, my nephew and niece uh owned a Dildo Brewing Company, a museum in oh. in, in, in Dildo Trinity Bay there. Yes. You probably yes. heard about that. But anyway, they they got a lovely spot there right on the water. So you when they yes. come back, you be in touch with me and we'll set up the team. They can have a little excursion out there. Yes, yes. I don't know if they got out there. They I don't know if they got out there or not. They have a beautiful bus also. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. On the road. Well, they can have they can have a time out there. We'll hook yes. it up for them to get yes. it on the water and, and everything. Go up on that now when yeah. they come back. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, you be great. Know. Uh, yeah. be great. Yes. Hey, Sister Betty, we can't thank you enough for spending some time with us and bringing oh, a little well. light into our day today. You've been absolutely wonderful and a joy, and it's a, it's a blessing to meet you. And, and uh, yeah, we look forward to hopefully maybe meeting in person one day and, and chatting more. But thanks oh, for being here God. on the Vickers Crossing. Thanks. Bless you, and thank you for being with us. Thank, thank you, you so and much. bless you all in your ministries. And uh, my, my closing words would be you spread God where you can. Well, that was a treat. I'm was so happy to see Sister Betty today. She's absolutely delightful, and uh, and uh, yeah, what a great what a great find. I'm glad you were able to connect with her and, and get her on the podcast. I gotta say, she lifted my day. I, I was mm -hmm. feeling a bit gray coming into yeah. today just because of all the negativity that we have around us oh, and everything yeah. that's going on. Yeah. And just spending 45 minutes with Sister Betty, who's been into everything in her lifetime yeah. and it's full of such hope and joy and faith. And then, mm -hmm. you know, the, 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 the reminder to pray day and night, you know, yeah. and to just yeah. keep, just do the bit of good that you can do today. You know, yeah. like 
Just, uh, I, I, I'm going away from this better than I arrived. I got to say, oh, thanks be to God for Sister Betty. What, a, what thanks a great blast! God. And you can see how she would affect that team of players walking into the locker room, right? Yeah. As we were talking about, um, how, yeah. how nervous maybe are you before a game, or upset about a loss the day before? They got things going on in their life, and like they said, Sister Betty walks in, and it's like, guys, today's a good day. That's right. <laughs> let's let's That's go. Right. Uh, she's yeah. wonderful. Wonderful. Little little wonder they were seven and all. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. No kidding. Um, hey, thanks to our sponsors today in the Vicarage Crossing, uh, to A. Miller George Funeral Home, where each life is celebrated, and their sister company, Cremation London Middlesex. Our thanks to Hyde Park Care Pharmacy and Carol um, and her support, locally owned, locally operated, locally loved, and to Molly Maid and Tricia and uh, all those involved with Molly Maid. Thank you for your help in the podcast. Remember to make your home a healthy haven. Call Molly Maid London today. Uh, guys, that was great. I'm heading out and you are too to have a good day. Thanks to Sister Betty. Yes. And we look forward to seeing everybody again next time. I'm Rob Henderson from Holy Trinity St. Stephen's. Kevin George from St. Aidan's Church. My name is Ian. Thank you for listening. Kevin, remember to always look both ways. Before you cross the street, those basketball players are tall. And if one of them runs down the road, you're done for. <laughs> Squish you. Thank you for listening. Our hosts are Kevin George and Rob Henderson. Our producer and composer is myself, Ian, with original artwork done by Elizabeth Dodman. If you have any questions or want to know where to find us, tweet us at Vickers Crossing or find us on Facebook at The Vickers Crossing. If you have any other questions about anything heard on this podcast, leave us a comment or look in the description to find out more. Thanks. Thanks.